Welcome to McKnight's Newsmakers podcast at the Leading Age Conference in Atlanta, where we'll share the latest information from industry leaders. Hello again, everybody. This is Jim Berkland, the executive editor of McKnight's Long-Term Care News. We're here on the exhibit hall floor at the National Leading Age Convention in Atlanta. And I'm very excited to say that we have Julie Thorson with us. She's president and CEO of Friendship Haven in Fort Dodge, Iowa. But very importantly for this discussion, she's also a national coach for Leading Ages National Leadership Academy. And she is a past winner of the Herbert Shore Mentor of the Year Award. Now, Julie, you've got some really interesting views, I think, on leadership and where one of the breakdowns comes in. I, yeah, thanks first, Jim, for having me. Uh, I don't know if my views are interesting. They've, they're, they're what's worked for me for the last 10 years or so. Um, and I'm always growing and learning myself. But the big uh, key, I think, I have found is trust, uh, not only with uh, yourself, but also with your team. Outstanding. Now, doesn't everybody show trust in the workplace? I'll just play devil's advocate. No, that I mean, I think a lo- I think that's where we all stub our toe quite a bit. Is I think a lot of people will say, "Sure, I trust my team," but when it really comes down to it, digging in a little bit further, I have found that most of the time, uh, building trust and working on trust consistently is something that not not all of us spend enough time doing. And you mentioned that people diagnose without getting to the cause. Absolutely. We'll talk about why people aren't performing well or why there's uh, problems with the culture or the team atmosphere. And really what the issue I have found to be is people don't trust each other. All right. And who are we talking about? I mean, is this the the C-suite? I mean, or does this go down through all the ranks? I think it absolutely um, goes throughout the organization, regardless of position or title. Um, That's something we talk about often. Leadership has very little to do with position or title and everything to do with character. So your leadership team absolutely has to trust each other, but um, your frontline workers have to trust each other as well. And there has to be trust um, and being able to show vulnerability with each other um, regardless of position or title. Okay, now we've used trust quite a bit. What do we mean? How does this manifest itself on the floor? Well, I think trust to me means that you're not afraid to show vulnerability. In other words, um, in a hierarchical culture, um, you're punished for doing something wrong or making a mistake. Well, when you show vulnerability, you're saying, I don't know it all. I, I I messed up. I need your help. And um, I think that's a key part of developing a culture that really is open with each other and is uh, willing to admit their uh, shortcomings, not say, I know it all, and then stub your toe uh, every other day. So I get you're saying the old one plus one equals three. We have to get together. You don't have to do everything yourself. Absolutely. I mean, transformational leadership to me is the key to any successful culture. In order to have a transformational uh uh, leadership culture, you have to say, I don't know at all, I need your help. And I think we're, we're scared to do that at times. All right, now let's back up a little bit. What's the damage if you don't, you know, have this trust? Let's put it in real terms in a facility. Well, real terms, if you don't trust your team, uh, you're going to be getting calls 24 hours a day because nobody thinks that they can make a decision without coming to you first. It's simply not uh, sustainable. You have to trust the team uh, to do. Um, you know, what they're going to do when you're not there. I believe the greatest organizations are, like, I'm here today, 
Uh, my team won't call me unless the place is on fire, and they know that. Uh, I'm soaking up everything I need to do here at the conference, and I trust that they're going to take care of what needs to be done at Friendship Haven. Okay, outstanding. Now, can we talk a little bit more about practical applications? What do you want to see uh, you know, the workforce do for and to each other? I think first and foremost, Jim, the most important uh, thing we need to do uh, with our workforce is develop relationships that are meaningful. And that means we must know things about our team outside of what we do for the organization. Um, we need to know about their families, what motivates them, what drives them. And I'm often reminded of that uh, idea, um, do you want to be respected or liked? And most people will say, oh, I want to be respected. I don't need to be liked. But everybody wants to be liked. Um, so you have to strike that balance um, and develop relationships where you can love one another. And I use the word love because we are around each other for so many hours a day. But you still have to respect um, where, where we fall, where our roles fall, and the responsibilities we each have. So number one thing is relationship building. And that's something we've heard over and over, but it's interesting to hear it from this aspect. And sometimes people will say, well, you shouldn't get too personal at work. Absolutely. We hear that all the time, but why not? Uh, we, we care and love for each other as teammates just as much as we care and love uh, the residents we, we partner with and that the residents, we, de we develop relationships with people. And when you say, don't get too personal, I'm always challenged with, well, why not? Why shouldn't we care for um, our teammates? Uh, why shouldn't they be the first ones to be our cheerleaders and to, to hug when we're down or when we have a life change? Um, team is everything. I think I like that theme on there. So going forth from this, what would you tell the listeners? They've heard some great advice from you. They have some ideas. How do they put it to use? What's the easier, what's the immediate way to do that? The first thing is to start the conversation, I believe, Jim. Uh, you know, asking, uh, using tools like the five dysfunctions of a team and doing a team assessment and figuring out, really, do you have a solid foundation of trust? And if you don't, why not? Are you asking questions about what motivates you, what drives you? Uh, are you um, the youngest child? Are you the oldest child? And does that lead into your leadership style? I think it's very important for us to know those things about each other and that uh, you absolutely need vulnerability to be able to do that, to lead to a relationship that is based on trust. And can you refer, you've referred to the five traits. Where can we find more about that? And what can you tell us? The, the um, reference I'm talking about is the five dysfunctions of a yep. team um, by Patrick Lencioni. It is a, uh, not only a fable, <clears throat> which, which we have our team all read, but there's also a field guide that has a really wonderful team assessment in it. And it's a quick and easy thing you can do with any of your teams just to evaluate, does your team really trust each other? Well, there you have it, folks. This is why she is an expert and so good when we want to know about leadership. Hopefully you can take something from this too today. So thank you very much, Julie. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening, and be sure to listen to our other podcasts from the Leading Age Conference in Atlanta.